You know what a British pub looks like. You've seen one in movies and television. It just looks like that. Yeah, we got that classic British pie. Yeah, the beef, ale, and onion pie. They serve it up with uh, mashed potatoes and minty peas. Minty peas. Not Monty peas. Yeah, That's minty. an entirely different guy. $10,000 can buy you some great trips. 15 days on the slopes in Colorado. 10 days with the family at Disney. One week snorkeling in the Bahamas. What if you want to go around the world on 10K for six months? I'm Kirsten. And I'm Cameron Coates. And together, we're on the ultimate long-term budget trip. This is Coats to Coast. Welcome to episode 20, entering the second decade of the Coats to Coast podcast. Decade? Well, if if the podcast were like, a, you know, a, a, like a wee little child, then this would be like, they're 20 now. Yeah. Congrats. Next your week, second the podcast decade. is going to get drunk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's exciting. 20 episodes. It's super exciting. That's right. Now, where are we? You we we jumped up to Edinburgh, or yes. as the Italians call it, Edinburgh. <laughs> so as much as I was uh, talking about how I think it's dumb that we changed Napoli to Naples, the Italians turned around and did it right back to the English and the Scottish. So I guess all's fair in renaming it for the sake of your own language. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This episode is all about London. We're going to take you on some... Uh, wonderful jam-packed adventures because we only had a few days there and boy did we make every second of it count i think this might be episode wise the shortest amount of time we've ever turned into a whole episode yeah yeah i think so too because we spent what three and a half days basically in london basically yeah i kind of wish we'd spent more i didn't expect to have so much that i wanted to do you know we'd both been there before yeah this was my fourth time yeah (laughs) it's my second so but we had done the major like touristy sites you know so we just wanted to get to know the town a little bit more but i kind of wish we had another day or two to just explore and take it easy also our airbnb had the most delightful cat yeah that's why you just wanted an extra day His name is Elliot. He's a little orange kitty from the south of France. One of the people we were staying with, they're from France. So that explains why the cat was in London, but was a French kitty. Guys, French oh, he cats, He could have just man. took the channel over. They have a train. Makes it nice and easy. I suppose he could just be an immigrant. Who am I to judge? This cat was amazing, and it just made the time in London all the more special. We just went at a very fortuitous time. I'm a big James Bond fan. No time to die. Of course, now out in the States... Uh, last episode, uh, we were going to see it like the day we taped it, which was still a week earlier than the States because uh, British get first rights to James Bond because, you know, he's Britain's favorite son. And Moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's Q. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Stanley Tucci did a book talk for Taste, which we got yes. to see at the London Palladium, which was amazing. It was just total fortuitous luck that these were both going on same time we were in London. What were you looking forward to again? Uh, oh, very British of you. Yeah. Oh, you know me. I needed a nice cuppa. A nice cup of tea. <laughs> you needed a couple of cuppas. Yeah, because Italy, no offense, they just don't take their tea very seriously there. But boy, do they in the UK. <laughs> yes. Um, and then also the Museum of London. I'd been there before, but I really wanted to go back. Um, Museum of London, solid museum. It's free, which is great. Not a lot's changed since I've been there last. And that was like five years ago. But I'd still recommend going there. On the tea front, definitely hit the nail on the head. I wish you could have done more tea things. But all the tea we had was delightful and it was available everywhere. Well, we'll start 
at the start. Well, it's actually, a good place to start. Yeah, even before we got to the country. This is like pre-start. Oh, gosh. Because uh, any, I guess to say, a visit to London and England now in general is just going to be way more difficult because of COVID. The UK has 28 pounds of paperwork that you have to fill out. Yeah. You have to get tested before you go into the country, which is okay. There's that. I think the US still is doing that. Uh, we got that for free in Italy. Fortunately, the Italian Red Cross made that super easy. Yeah, it took, it, it took a lot of time, but it was easy. They just have typically big tents outside of the train stations, but they do it free for everyone, which I think is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, so we had to have that to prove we were clean to head into the country. But we also had to buy a day two test if you're vaccinated, which is privatized. And you think that it's not expensive because the prices they advertise are much lower. They're like, oh, it's only like nine pounds. And you're like, that's great. But it's not. They're lying. Yeah. I mean, you can go to Dunwich upon Tweed, which is on an island 40 miles off the coast. Yeah. And it'll be, you know, seven pounds for the test. Mm -hmm. The more realistic price, especially if you're going to be somewhere in London, I found was through Randox, which apparently is a pretty larger one. 50 pounds a person. Which is like $70. That was just the price of admission to the country. They are easing it up as of this month, as of October. I think by the end of the month, uh, they'll be able to do just the rapid flow antigen testing, which is slightly cheaper. But I'm sure they'll find a way to raise the price on that. But other than that, I thought it was lovely. Then there was the matter of public transportation, and I don't know if there's like a blood feud going on in England, whether you have to go with the tube or the double-decker bus. I don't know if that's a real street fight or not, or maybe an underground street fight. The buses weren't nearly as crowded yeah. most of the time. Um, I, and they were cheaper, a little yeah. bit cheaper. The tube was insane. Yeah, I, it's, I've oh. never seen it that bad in all the times I've been there. And it wasn't like we were going at rush hour times either. Yeah. I think we went once yeah. at like two in the afternoon. and stuff. like, yeah, it was nuts. The bus was really comfortable and convenient though. And it was yeah. cheaper. Honestly, a pro tip now, if you're just going to travel to yeah. Europe, is get a contactless card. Yeah, my One bank of, does not offer contactless It'll have card. like a symbol on your <laughs> card. Basically, it looks like a little Wi-Fi waves. Yeah. But it's just like the touchless or have to pay and i mm -hmm. think a lot of them do apple pay now or google pay if yeah. you have that i just feel very weird about putting that on my phone yeah but you can do that with a card and that makes life a lot easier because a lot of these public transportation systems it'll make your life easier if you just tap to pay yeah. if you don't have a contactless card you have to like get their oyster card like or metro card like we would in the states um and you have to pay five pounds for it it's so like seven dollars for the card for yeah the card. If you have the Tetris card, do that. Good ways to save yourself some money. But we didn't really have any trouble getting across the city because we stayed in South London. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Just other side of the Thames from a lot of the main sites. Yeah, it was a really good location and that, an amazing Airbnb. Yeah, that Airbnb was phenomenal. <laughs> so great. Uh, if you ever want to go to London and need an Airbnb, we will hook you up. Yeah. You can message us on Codes to Ghost Pod. Yeah. <laughs> so we made up some money there, which was nice. And also, honestly, like food. The good thing about like English, and we have this in America too, we have more like fast casual options. Um, whereas I feel like in Italy, there weren't like as many of those or it was really more like expected to be like a sit down meal if you go out. Yeah, we didn't always choose like the cheaper options, but they're definitely there in London. Well, let's start with the most expensive option then because I was really looking forward food wise to going to St. John, which is kind of a legendary establishment, especially in like the foodie world. Fergus Henderson was the 
chef that started this. And he has a philosophy, I guess, of nose-to-tail eating. And it's kind of a return to very British cooking. Typically focuses on a lot of traditional dishes and waste not, want not. Which is a pretty traditional idea. It's using every part of the animal that you can to eat. Which is how people survived back in the day. But... I don't know. It just wasn't, it didn't live up to expectations, unfortunately. I'll say this. The app we got, the it was like a crispy pork belly app. Phenomenal. So tasty. And I will say the service, impeccable. Yes. Our server was amazing. I don't know. I, I mean, it wasn't a bad meal, but it's just for as much as it's been talked up, I mean, Bourdain in so many of his books and you know, yeah. in the show, he talked so highly of this. I was, I felt kind of let down, and I know it is a, yeah. men, it's a menu of the day kind of place. So maybe we caught it on an odd day. Typically, there's some pretty weird stuff on there because it is nose to tail eating. My side was Welsh rare bit, which actually I thought was kind of interesting. Apparently, it's like a cheese and Worcestershire sauce on toast. Yeah, apparently that is. They can't prove it was Welsh. It's a British invention. But what, they just call it Welsh in case people don't like it? I think and they it can may have been in? like a joke because it originated as Welsh rabbit. And then I guess people got confused and it turned into Welsh rare bit. But little tie-in back to Kentucky. Can you guess what food item is actually a playoff the Welsh rare bit? Hot brown. Yes. There's only so many Kentucky hot recipes that are famous. It's hot, the hot brown and fried chicken. Hot brown did that dish better, I'm going to just say. Any hot brown I've ever had was better than that and i'm not biased i wasn't born in kentucky so still good though that and the crispy pork belly were the highlights of the meal for me uh and i don't know i it, i'm glad i went i'm really glad yeah, absolutely. i went i would hesitate to go back you know what i love in london some not british food <laughs> one of those things is indian food and we found this little place that was nearby where we were um see stanley tucci and soho yeah and it's Binda's Eatery. It's an Indian place, but like street food. And I really hadn't had too much, not the typical like curry Indian. This place was awesome. Yeah. It was like a really cool atmosphere. It's kind of like fun and like very hip. Yeah, they're playing like Bollywood tunes, which was yeah. dope. But it, the tag was literally like epic street food. Yeah. And it was epic. Yeah, we got this appetizer assortment, but it was a full meal in and of yeah. itself. For a minimum of two people to yeah. share. It's the Chatka Chaska. Yeah, we won't go through all the teeny little things in it, but one thing I want to point out was it had this watermelon chat. Oh, so yeah. ridiculous good. Very, very good. So good. There was also a Desi Daru shot, which they said in parentheses was for the brave. And maybe yeah. we're just extra brave, but it was like a mango vodka shot with like a little bit of spice in it. I don't know. I thought it was delicious. I thought it was tasty. I didn't think it was that weird. Yeah, it was very, very good. I will say it had the spiciest chai I've ever had. Quite a kick to it. And I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. yeah. It wasn't just like spice, like nutmeg. It was like like spice no, like pepper tingly on the tongue there it's very good yeah there's samosas that were very good just i all the apps on that were phenomenal i just loved the ambiance of the yeah. place too the, the waiter the server was amazing yes yeah, yeah it was good stuff and i thought reasonably priced oh yeah it was like yeah. 30 pounds for that and i mean that definitely fed both of us oh yeah more than enough but yeah so big fan of Binda's Eatery. We also went to Yamagoya. I'm talking yeah. about not English food uh, <laughs> because Kirsten's got to get her ramen. Well, he was like drizzly and rainy. <laughs> that hasn't been proven. 
yet. You're like the bus from Speed, but with ROM. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this list is awesome. It was like drizzly and wet and cold when we got there. It was quite a temperature change. <laughs> going from Venice to It went London. like 80 to like 50 and raining. I don't know if you can tell, but we're kind of both nursing colds yeah. right now. So I was like, we need to get something warm and hot. And we went to this ramen place. Um, I just got like their typical ramen. Um, love me some pork ramen, man. Can't go wrong there. I got a good. green tea and a pork katsu curry rice because everything curry is huge in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Super sweet, like people, and just like, I don't know. It's just, I, it was really cheap too. It was, I'd recommend going there for sure. Of course, I had to get the full English breakfast for the right. full mm-hmm. London experience. Yeah. So we popped over to a joint called the Breakfast Club. It's like a London chain. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. It's just very kind of chill, almost. 80s vibes. Yeah. Like living room 80s yeah. vibes. <laughs> if a living room met a diner and they went to the 80s together, that would be the Breakfast Club. Yeah. I got their full Monty, which is a full English and a full English breakfast. Has bacon, sausage, homestyle potatoes, hash browns, mushrooms, black pudding, baked beans, roasted cherry tomatoes, eggs, and toast. Yeah. It's a lot of food. It is a lot of food. And we tried to do this before we saw No Time to Die, and there was a little oh slowdown, and so it was just me shoveling food in. I was still yeah. chewing by the time we were out the door. He was trying to remind me of the plot of uh, Spectre. Spectre before we went and saw the last one, because that was the one movie we hadn't gotten to, and I just don't remember Bond movies. And uh, I'm at one point, I'm just like, Cameron, shut up and eat. We are going to be late. Yeah, we got that. You got what, the disco hash? I'm a sucker for loaded hash browns, and oh, this one was- disco. <laughs> I'm That's a sucker you. for disco. <laughs> Give me some Bee Gees. I'm a sucker for loaded hash browns. And this had so many things in it. Jalapenos and pickled onions and a chimchurri sauce that was super amazing. And like an egg on top. And just, it was really good. Um, this place is also like nicely priced. And like they were yeah. super friendly. And yeah, it was. I know the full English was about 14 pounds. And yours is what, about 10 or 12? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, so it wasn't really that bad considering it's, it was a stupid amount of food. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a lot of food. It was like your fancy brunch prices, but pretty typical brunch prices. So yeah. so that was pretty good. And they have a bunch of those across the city. So yeah. pretty convenient. Uh, and then I wanted to get a proper British pub lunch. Yes. So we went to the place. It was a pub literally next door to our Airbnb uh, on Colombo Street. I remember that because... Mm-hmm. You know, got to ask just one more thing. Columbo, Peter Falk, detective, trench coat. You're saying words? Okay, all right. Someone got it. Someone right now is listening, uh-huh. and they're going to text me when they get this and be like, I got it, Cameron. So thank you mm. in advance. Uh, the Rosen Crown was the pub where we went, and it was just a pub. It's like, you you know what a British pub looks like. You've seen one in movies and television. Not Columbo, though. Uh, but it just looks like that pub. Yeah, we got that classic British pie. Yeah, the beef, ale, and onion pie. They serve it up with uh, mashed potatoes and minty peas. Minty peas. Not Monty peas. Yeah, That's minty. an entirely different That's like a pie. It was a solid pie. Yeah, and it was like 12 pounds, 13 pounds for that. Mm-hmm. Got a, a proper ale with that. 
by the way, ales over here are a little more expensive than U.S. prices, especially when you factor in like currency difference because they're about five pounds, I'd say, average. Guys, it's real with the currency change. In your mind, like you have a sense of $12 for a dish. Like, okay, that's like pretty average. And then you're like, oh, 12 pounds. Like that's pretty average. But it's not. It's, yeah, it's so like, much more yeah. than that. And so, it's yeah. hard to get used to. So just keep that in mind. We also saw a lot of really amazing stuff. And I think that this is, I don't know, this is not necessarily maybe the best travel guide for London, a food guide, yeah, I think we found some great food <laughs> places, but attractions were very tailored to us, but because we'd been there before. I mean, we've seen, I've seen Buckingham Palace, I've seen Westminster Abbey, I've walked past the London Eye and waved. I'll give you a quick rundown on what to do if you're in London based on my first trip. Just go see theater. Definitely go to show at the Globe. Also, just any theater you can see in London. They get really great shows. More theaters you can shake a spear at. But we did see some pretty awesome attractions. Take them through the Bond. Yeah. Of course, No Time to Die was out. We were there within like a week of the movie opening. And the city was done up proper. They had ads everywhere. All the double-decker buses were No Time to Die out. We went to Burlington Arcade, which is kind of a high-end pop-up shop place but like it's just like a street through the building and then it's got shops on either side like a little mall thing yeah and it's an old building uh but they had it fully decked out for no time to die they had a little carpet that was like the omega watch band color that went through they had different like 007 things everywhere and in the center they recreated the gun barrel with like mirrors Mm -hmm. and they did a really cool job they did it was cool (laughs) put those on our insta coats to coast pod but it was a good photo op and they had stores there with like the different brands like Omega yeah. was set up there. They had a whole watch boutique. We didn't mm-hmm. get to go in. They set up like M's office. Yeah. Which was really, really cool. Yeah, I'm it was done really well. Didn't get to see that because they closed a little early. Yeah. Um, but in Peel had a stop, uh, shop set up there and they do a lot of the knitwear for the movie, like the kind of iconic sweater or it's going to be iconic if it isn't already, the blue sweater he kind of mm-hmm. wears for the last act of the movie. They'll just literally cosplay you entirely as Bond. I went in there, and yeah, I did get the sweater. And I'm really glad I did, because it's a dope sweater. But they were also like, would you like literally the rest of the outfit? And I was like, I don't think I'm going to look good in combat trousers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're lovely pants, but I, don't, I think I'm going to look weird if I walk around in the full getup. Uh, but they have that. Bollinger Champagne is there. They have a Bollinger bar with a two-scale Aston Martin DB5. It's like $20 a glass for this champagne. We did not partake in We that. did not, but uh, <laughs> there were plenty of people partaking. It was just a very cool experience. And that's right around Piccadilly Circus, like Regent Street, which is where a lot of cool shops are. And it led to kind of a spy sub-stop. We went to Savile Row, oh, which yeah. was just like two blocks over, and we saw Huntsman, which is the storefront they use for Kingsman in yeah. Kingsman. And they actually have a Kingsman-like yeah. sign hanging up there. Like, really one cool. side is Huntsman, and the other is, is set up like Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same font and everything, and yeah. the, the window looks the same. If you know Kingsman, you'll look at Huntsman, and you'll, yes, this is it. That whole street is just incredible for like men's tailored like suits and everything. Yeah, just walk walk down that and see the men frequenting these shops and be like, that's that's who you should marry. They dress very nicely. <laughs> yeah, Savile Row really is kind of the epicenter of like suit dumb. It's just a really great place if you love menswear. Just just go walk down. Yeah, but yeah, that was what we did kind of before 
the London Palladium because that was close by. So we went to Binda's and then we went to go see An Evening with Stanley Tucci, which was oh. amazing. Oh my gosh. Stanley Tucci is just a great guy. And the the lady that was interviewing him and shoot, I don't remember her Kate name. Kate Moss. Oh. Not like the supermodel, yeah. but like M-O-S-S-E. Super funny lady. And their chemistry was just wonderful. It was a wonderful night. It was lovely. Everybody there was great. And I don't want to brag, but we were sitting like third row right next to the stage. And on the way out, I absolutely 100% brushed up against Felicity Blunt. Actually, Felicity Blunt bumped into you. She did. And I was like, oh, my God. Is exactly yeah. She kept doing that for like an hour afterwards, and I don't blame you. It was really cute. She had this look like, oh, I need to check in with Stanley and like see how the show went. And I'm just like, that's sweet, guys. She already knew it was great. Yeah, of he killed it. It was phenomenal. Uh, his new book, Taste, his memoir, is out, and there's a little bit of everything in there. There's recipes. There's life stories. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. There was all of the above at the yeah. the talk. So I don't know if he's going to do something like that in the States, but if it's anywhere near where you are and you're listening to this, I'd recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. He's a cool dude, and he's got a lot of amazing stories. Just a great raconteur. You mentioned we went to the Museum of London. I'd never been before, or if I had, I don't remember it because I forget what it was I was talking about. One of my parents messaged me and was just like, no, you went there. Oh. I was in Verona. Dad told me apparently we went to Juliet's tomb. So oh. I got called out. I got called oh, out shoot. by a parent. So if I if we went You've there. You've seen I'm, Juliet's real body. Yep, it was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's a total nonfiction. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Museum of London, which is cool because it's free. It is, yeah, a lot of the museums in London are free. So yeah, that was really cool. It is cool. It's really It's done really well, like, it takes you through like it starts in the prehistoric era and it takes you through kind of like century by century ish, the different eras of London and the main events and everything like that. It's a great like history museum and it has a lot of wonderful artifacts and it is done well. It had a lot more like hands on things when I was there, but obviously they can't do that right now, but still really cool. Gives you a great perspective of London. So cool thing they had there as well that I was not expecting. They had the Olympic cauldron from the London Olympic Games was mm-hmm. set up there, which I thought was really Not cool. the full thing. They've set up like a quarter of it because it's huge. Yeah, it is massive. extremely massive, but I just thought it was cool to see that. So definitely worth a stop because it is once again free and it's really cool. Uh, but then we went to go see No Time to Die. Yeah. The BFI IMAX, which is like the biggest IMAX theater in London. It's literally just like a building that is dedicated to being an IMAX in the middle of a roundabout, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing experience. So It's pretty great. Without diving in too much, no spoilers, I think it will go down as one of the all-time great Bond films. Cameron got us the perfect seats to see this. and um, Row M, yeah. if you want them. I don't know that I can say anything without spoiling, so I'm just going to say, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Uh, yeah. If you're a Bond fan, go see it. Kirsten isn't like the biggest Bond fan. You like Bond movies because... You're with me, and you have to at least kind of tolerate them. I like some Bond movies. I would say I'm a critical Bond movie watcher. It's very emotional. It's very good. Daniel Craig does a great job. The supporting cast is wonderful. Uh, Yeah, so it's good. And it was a cool experience to go see that. It's good to see kind of that whole arc wrap up in London 
at yeah. the UK's biggest IMAX screen. So it's, you know, it's a bunch of other diehards in there. Here, so. Here's my non-spoiler review. Um, it is the first Bond movie, and you can fight me on this, to have an unproblematic female character. I'm not saying that there haven't been women in Bond movies that I've enjoyed watching, but I think it finally has one that I didn't have any issues with because that's a rarity. Yeah, we got that. And then for a minute, we popped into Twining's Tea. Yes, guys, it is Twining's. If, you're, if you've ever wondered if it's Twining's or Twining's, it's Twining's. On their website or somebody's blog or something I read somewhere on the internet, um, it said they have a little museum, but I think that's been closed. So if you're going there for the little cute museum that they say they have, they don't actually have it anymore. Yeah. Um, unfortunate. But they do have a cool little shop and they had some really great deals on tea. Um, and it's just kind of fun. I mean, they're, I feel like I think of them as very like standard tea company, but they're doing some cool things and they have some different... Um, like loose like, leaf teas. Yeah. yeah. And different types that you wouldn't, you can't find like at Kroger at home, you know, in Kentucky. Um, So that was kind of, that was really neat. Um, And they have like tastings you can do and you can actually get like tea to go as well. So if you're a tea fan, I would do it while you're in London. Check it out. So that wraps things up, I guess, for this London adventure. It was three days of madness and mayhem. We ended up hopping a train from King's Cross, home of Harry Potter's Hogwarts Express. That's the one uh, to Edinburgh. We'll talk about the train ride next episode, but uh, that brought us here. And next episode is going to be all about Edinburgh. So what are you looking forward to most about Edinburgh? I'm looking to forward to some like solid scenery, like Harry Potter scenery. You know, I know it's not in London, but I just feel like Scotland is what London might have been had not bombed in the Second World War, you know? Just like the older stone buildings. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you follow geographically, Hogwarts has to be somewhere in Scotland. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like building-wise. Yeah. Well, I'm looking what about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing my friend Alyssa. We've been friends since high school. You may remember we talked about hanging out with Tanner in Portugal. Well, Alyssa's in that same friend group and uh, her husband, Brendan. First time meeting Brendan. He's an Aussie living in Scotland. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. So what's your meal of the week, Kirsten? My meal of the week would definitely be Benda's. That's, Benda's no, that's eatery. it. That's easy. It was fun. It was new. It was good. It, it was great. It was an easy yeah. choice to go with Benda's. Yeah, that's going to be my meal of the week as well. So it brings us to the cost of the week. We are... I assume down from Italy prices. Actually, no. Oh. We spent more than we did last week. Okay. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with transportation um, because we had to fly and then um, the train to Scotland will also be in this week's total. So the total for this week is $527.77. So I think, mm-hmm. I think it's like 50-ish more dollars than last week. Um, and then that brings our total to, for the trip, Mm-hmm. So that is really, really close to our 10,000. So I don't know if we'll make it another week. Well, we're going to try. We'll see. (laughs) And uh, hit it right at 10,000. That would be uncanny. We'd have to be the X Men. Yeah, I don't know. Um, We'll see how it goes, but. That's where we're at. So All make right. sure you guys are following us on social media. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, TikTok, um, all the things, Coats to Coast 
pod. Um, and then uh, also, any last words, Cameron? You about to kill me? Oh, uh, not on air. Okay, not not oh, after ever. the. No. I'm just gonna keep it rolling. Then I need him to edit two hour episode. I can't edit, guys. I'm not the brains of this. <laughs> so uh, I will actually give a shout out here real quick to uh, Ashley, the guy we met uh, through one of my friends in radio. He did a little tour of global radio. That but, was fun. Uh, yeah, he did a phenomenal tour and it was just really cool to see uh, kind of the inner workings of a UK radio station or a bunch of them yeah. really there uh, so big thanks to Ashley I didn't want to get through the episode of that just saying a thank you yeah absolutely um, so yeah but uh, yeah that's pretty much it I'm looking forward to talking about Scotland next week and uh, make sure you're just checking out Coats to Coast pod on all socials and then Coats to Coast.com yeah and uh, make sure you're leaving us reviews where, when you listen to your podcast so other people can find us and just remember, wherever you travel, take coats. <laughs>